morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, November 18th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bulger come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Before we jump back into our discussion, let us begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord, since you exist, we exist. Since you are beautiful, we are beautiful. Since you are good, we are good. By our existence, we honor you. By our beauty, we glorify you. By our goodness, we love you. Lord, through your power, all things were made. Through your wisdom, all things are governed. Through your grace, all things are sustained. Give us power to serve you, wisdom to discern your laws, and grace to obey them at all times. Amen. Amen. Our scripture comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 32, verses 1 through 14. Listen for a word from God. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered around Aaron and said to him, Come, make gods for us who shall go before us as for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt. We do not know what has become of him. Aaron said to them, Take off the gold rings that are on your ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. He took the gold from them, formed it in a mold, and cast an image of a calf. And they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a festival to the Lord. They rose early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought sacrifices of well-being. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to revel. The Lord said to Moses, Go down at once. Your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have acted perversely. They have been quick to turn aside from the way that I commanded them. They cast for themselves an image of a calf. They have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, how stiff-necked they are. Now let me alone, so my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them. And of you I will make a great nation. But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath, change your mind, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, how you swore to them by your own self, saying to them, I will multiply your descendants like stars of heaven, and all this land that I have promised I will give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord changed his mind about the disaster he planned to bring on his people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, Brett, this passage starts out where the people are, I think, afraid, really. Um, Moses has led them out of bondage, but he's led them into something new and unsure. 
Um, and so when he goes up on the mountain and they feel like he's gone too long, they become afraid and they craft a golden calf, an idol to worship, to make them feel safe. So my question is, do you have a golden calf? Something that makes mm. you feel safe. The question is, which one of my golden calves <laughs> do, do I want? Do I want to share? Um, I think the one that's most prominent for me that kind of uh, I turn back to the most uh, is is my obsession with time, um, and this idea of control and time. And I am I'm acutely aware of every second that I, of what I'm doing during the day, of how long it takes, of huh. of um, and in that. You know, I want to make sure that I get this many hours of sleep. I want to make sure that I have this many hours of relaxation. I want to make sure, you know, if I'm doing, if I'm helping people for these hours, I want to make sure I get an hour of doing this. And there are healthy ways to do that. (laughs) And there are unhealthy ways to do it. And I think I'd lean towards the latter. Um, There's a really, one of my favorite lines in C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters is the the demon writing Mm -hmm. to the junior demon. He says about this this man he's trying to perverse and he says you know make him think that his time is his mm-hmm. um and yeah. and that is totally my my thinking often of my 24 hours are mine and anything i give to other people is so philanthropic of me i'm such a good person for sharing <laughs> those 30 minutes uh when really it's it's a mind shift of of each 24 hours are a gift from god mm-hmm. uh and <laughs> There are many hours I take that are actually more selfish than the others. How about how about you? Mine is knowledge, hmm. um, and I think that's completely reinforced in our culture. Meaning that I feel like if I just know enough, yeah, everything will be okay. If I learn enough, if I have the right books, if I just can, and I think also right, um, my identity for a long time was the smart kid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of just reinforced it for me. So mine is really really about knowledge. And I will tell you that that was really eye-opening for me when I read Walter Brueggemann's um, commentary on the Genesis story. Because he said um, that, you know, eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil um, was the idea, right? That we wanted more knowledge and it would somehow keep us safe. And I was like, oh, I felt very seen, (laughs) as the kids say. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that's mine. And I do think there are different ones at different times. and it's interesting. I think we, we talked about disciplines on the next one, but I do think in order to minimize my idols, I have to actively do something, and that's engaging in spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. I think. so. Yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of what we talked about, the Philippians 4.8 passage, where you almost need to, um, you know, we're always going to be doing something. We're always going to be thinking about something, and so... It's it's about you know replacing um, the mindset. It's 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 about replacing uh, our motivations. It's about replacing our expectations in order to move forward in a in a healthy direction, a spiritually healthy direction of the reorientation of how do I think about time? Is it mine or is it God's time? The reorientation of uh, the knowledge that I receive is this so that I can dominate and be smarter than people or is it that i can glorify god with this newfound knowledge of how the world works and how god's uh mysterious ways are are being glorified yeah and i think also at the end of this passage right where moses goes to god and says 
Are you really going to smite or kill your people? I think that's a way for the text to say they're human. This is part of being human. Are you really going to punish them for this part of their humanity? Yeah. Um, and I think that that exchange between Moses and God, instead of actually, you know, maybe having happened in that way, I think it's the author's way of saying, we recognize this is who we are. And we also recognize that when we deserve punishment, we were offered peace from Hmm. God. Hmm. I really like that. You know, when, um, several times when I was younger and I would read this passage, I was like, man, how dumb are the Israelites that they, you know, would melt oh, down. Oh, of course. Everyone you know, has done that. You yeah. know, who would, who would melt down these, this gold. And, and obviously this is, this is, um, they're going in the place that their culture has placed where power resides. Yeah. Is the calf was, um, a sign of, uh, fertility. And when you're in the desert, that'd be a good thing to have. Mm-hmm. And, it makes me think of Neil Gaiman wrote a book called American Gods um, that uh, each each kind of gods are personified uh, in, in a human character. And there's some of the old gods of the Norse gods of Loki, of mm-hmm. Odin, who, because no one worships anymore, they're weak and they're powerless. Yeah. Uh, and then they run into the new gods of technology or this is an old and a new god of, of sex, of, of these of these characters that right now have all this power because they're so deeply worshipped by so many people. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's what we do is when we, uh, is, is we grant power to these golden calves um, by worshipping them yeah. um, in our lives. Yeah. Well, and superstition is a golden calf in a way, right? Sure. Uh, all those superstitions sure. that we have, um, you know, um, athletes who wear the same thing or do the same thing Mm -hmm. or you know I do think that I think it is I heard someone say that our brains all they are are pattern predicting machines Hmm. right so our brains are constantly evaluating all the detail figuring out where it's seen it before in order to try and figure out what's going to happen and um, into that I think comes some anxiety and so we we create these things to comfort ourselves when in fact our only comfort is in the Lord God. Hmm. Amen. For our quote today, it comes from Anne Lamott. She says, You can safely assume you've created God in your image when it turns out that God hates all the same people you do. (laughs) (laughs) Friends, thank you for joining us today. We hope you will join us again on Friday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.